Hey everybody, welcome back to the First in Tech podcast. We know it's been a little while. I was just looking, our last episode was on November 12th of 2020. So it's been a minute, but we're back. And you probably hear a little bit of a different voice starting off. Camden Spate has graduated. We will miss him greatly. And I will be the new First in Tech host, Nicholas Schnicker, the current technician sports editor. Joining me today, I've got our editor-in-chief, Jalen Harrington. How's How you it doing, going, y'all? How's it going? And... Assistant Sports Editor Brian Pertle. How you doing? Doing well. How about yourself? I'm pretty good. And today we're going to talk about all things Omaha. So both of you were in Omaha. Brian, you were there as a credentialed media member. And Jalen, you were there as a degenerate fan. <laughs> wow, a degenerate <laughs> fan. That's Y'all went to a casino. I'm going to throw that at you. Okay, I didn't think that you were going to tell the people I gambled while I was in Omaha. Uh, but your boy Brian did too for snitching. So. <laughs> well, here's the deal. I think we walked in a casino. We did not bet at the casino. That's true. The sports book was where the the gambling took place. That's a great point. Yeah. It's an important distinction. Two different places. Very, very, very different places, actually. All right. Well, either way, we're going to be talking about absolutely everything to do with Omaha. And I guess you guys kind of got started there. What do you guys think of Omaha itself, the city, you know, the experience of just being there? What was that like? That was my first time both on an airplane and traveling west of the Appalachians. It was a actually a really cool experience. Um, uh, the uh, what was I going to say? Uh, the, it gave me like uh, I think we we talked about this, Jalen. Uh, we uh, when we were over there, it's giving me like Asheville vibes almost. It's very sort of artsy. Kind of sort of ritzy, uh, smaller city, but still very nice. Um, I really enjoyed my time there. Yeah, you know, Brian got to fly there, so his experience was a little better. <laughs> a little bit. I got to drive there for 20 hours. Um, you know, it's a it's a fine city, I think. Um, Omaha is a really cool place, especially during a big event like this. Don't know if I'd want to live there year-round. Um, once the College World Series is done, there's really not much to do. But while the city is packed for this, it is really, really a really fun place to be. Indeed. All right. So I guess, Jalen, I know you've told me you've got some fun fan stories. I guess before we get into the nitty gritty of what happened to NC State out of there, you got any fun fan stories you want to tell us about? Yeah. I mean, uh, everyone knows now, but it was a lot of fun the first couple of days chanting uh, left field sucks, having them chant back at, uh, back at us. At, wow, that was terrible. Cut that. <laughs> Absolutely not. Back at us. Um, and eventually that caused some tension, actually. Um, the very last game in State played, you know, tensions were high. There was the Pac-13, all this COVID happening. And this one woman tried to get a, a left field sucks chant going. And, like, this other woman started screaming at her. She's like, no, you suck. Oh, you suck. And we're like... Me and Cameron are sitting there like, okay, are they going to fight right now? What's happening? Someone yells out, yo, there are kids here, and they both kind of piped down, but it was uh, it was tense for a little moment there. Any any fun stories from the press box? I doubt any uh, fist fights almost broke out, but you got anything fun from up there? Uh, one story, actually. I don't remember if this was the first Vanderbilt game or the Stanford game, but there was a ball in the dirt. Late, I think it was Evan Justice threw a ball in the dirt in later innings. Either that or like a foul ball or something, but basically it fouled off the in the umpire's nether regions, and we had a we uh, were able to hear him scream an explicit explicative in the press box. So that was uh, rather entertaining. So was there like a, a mic hooked up to the ref into the press it, box? Each umpire had, had had a mic that we could hear in the press box. Yes. Okay. 
All right, so I guess the only way to really start talking about what happened in Omaha is to start from the end, because that, I feel, is the only proper way with the way it ended. The 2 a.m. Twitter bombshell, Jalen, I know you were awake. Managing Our managing editor, Tristan Tucker, also a former assistant sports editor, shout out sports for fully taking over technician this year. Uh, we're awake, and you guys took care of that. I was asleep. I think Brian was I was also asleep. asleep. And Wade, our other assistant sports editor, also asleep. So y'all took care of that. What was going through your minds when Tristan texted the group chat like, uh, y'all, what's going on? It, it, it's funny. It didn't It didn't feel real. So um, <laughs> it was really funny. Me, Camden, and Alec were sharing a small Airbnb. Alec had his own room. I was sleeping on the couch next to Camden, who was on an air mattress. And... Um, after Tristan texted, I sat there and I was like, Camden, wake up. Camden, wake up. And like showed him the phone. He just looked at it and like rolled over and back to sleep. It was, it <laughs> was, it was, that is the exact reaction I expect from someone who realizes that is no longer his problem. Yeah, but also it was just kind of disbelief of like, that's wild. I'll process that later. And so I, you know, I texted back and I'm like, dude. Start a staffer now. I'll get on in a minute, but start a staffer. We do the staffer. We put it out. And, um, you know, I work for Technician, of course. Alec, who I'm there with, is working with Pack Pride, which some could consider our competition. So I'm thinking to myself. I would say it's a friendly competition. You know, we, yeah. It's a friendly you know, Corey's former technician, Alec's former technician. We, we like to share. You write for them as well. We like to share, you know, a friendly rivalry with them, IPS, you know, it's not like the hatred between them and IPS, you know? Exactly. And 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 so I was like, yeah, you know, now that we've pubbed and socialed and it's been out for probably 20, 30 minutes. And, you know, we're first on it, really. Yeah. Let me go and wake up Alex. So I, I knocked on Alex's door. I came in and I was, it, it, you could tell he was kind of like, what the fuck? are you doing in my room right now? You're really going to make me work on it. This he really is. I, I thought I was going to be the one with the problem hey on the man, mic. you want the raw and uncut story? I'm giving it to you. So he's like, what are you doing in here? And I'm just like, I hand him the phone. I'm like, just read this. He reads it. I hope you handed him our staff report. No, I hand him I'm the tweet from NCAA baseball. I, I hand it to him and he goes, I'll handle that in the morning. Rolls over. 0.25 seconds later, he goes, actually, let me write something. <laughs> like, it was just, it wasn't real to us, to yeah. any of us. And uh, going back even further, it went back to the very game on Friday where I looked at Camden as we were waiting in the stadium when they delayed the game by an hour. I looked at him and I was like, dude, I'm getting real ACC tournament 2020 say, you vibes. There, right? you yeah, were, you were, like, there for both. FSU was named the... Champions, you were there because I was. I remember like when COVID started, I was at the women's basketball tournament that week before, and that's like the last week of normal to me. Correct was, was me being the Friday and Sunday. I covered an NCFC game on the Saturday, and Tristan went for me that day. But like, I remember vividly being on the court, like two or three feet from the players, talking with them. I remember the Courage's uh, and NCFC's comms person at the time, Morgan. Uh, she came down and yelled at me from the stands because she's a massive NC State women's basketball fan. She, like, there's just this weird feeling of, like, that was the last normal we had. And you're, it's harking back to, like, that weird yeah. starting how it, it ends because we're almost back to normal, but something like this still yeah, happens. It, it was that weird feeling of just being in a, in a bizarro world. 
Like we're we're sitting there like there's no way this is happening again, right? <laughs> and it was. I mean, I remember waking up. I was down at the beach. Me, my brother Andrew, and a bunch of our family were down at the beach because it's our grandma's 80th birthday. We hadn't seen her in almost two years, so she flew out. And we went down to the beach, and it's the day we're leaving. And so I wake up, and I woke up pretty early because you know, we had to get the house situated before we could leave. And I look on my phone, and there's like 40 texts in the group message, and I've got a bunch of notifications from Twitter. And I'm just sitting there like, I didn't even read anything, but I just knew because of that amount of notifications, it was done. I knew there was nothing. It was over. And so I woke Andrew up, actually, and I was the one that told him. And it was just... Actually, no, I think my dad woke Andrew up because he saw it on our Twitter before I was even awake. So, yeah, yeah wild. Yeah, it was crazy times. And it was, and also, <clears throat> it. this one felt different because we knew we were good. Yeah. Like, <laughs> NC State fans at this one, like, there's no doubt in anyone's mind that NC State would have beaten Vanderbilt oh, yeah. with the full team. Yep. And I, so, I, it, yeah. it's not just like, you know, the ACC tournament from 2020 where it's like, we weren't. Stay, say maybe. Like, listen, we were riding high because we already beat Duke once exactly. that year. Like, there was but, no. Yeah. You know, but this one, there's actual expectations of that team could have competed for the championship. Also, speaking of the, the team that did win the championship, shout out Mississippi State and their student newspaper, The Reflector. They've already offered us uh, to hang our newspaper in their office if we make the trip down in the fall. So shout out to them. No, love them. Respectfully, it's a Mickey Mouse ring. Respectfully. <laughs> Respectfully, love y'all, love y'all down there, but <laughs> it's a Mickey Mouse ring for I sure. I don't know. I wouldn't <laughs> go. I listen. I've hated that whole Mickey Mouse ring thing Whatever. the whole time because I genuinely think some of those tournaments and playoffs were harder to win than normal because of the situation. Yeah, but the point still stands. Of you beat the team that shouldn't have been there, and oh, you I'll did beat you them. One. I respect that. One. Great performance, but oh, smacked them. Are, are we t- are we taking the little celebration? This little celebration, the duty to run on the bases. Are we taking that as the NC an NC State call out, or was it a little too disformed? Uh, it was a little. Too are we claiming the that? sentiment was there? It was a nice gesture, but it was it was a little far off. All right, we'll, we'll claim it though. Shout out to I don't remember who it was, but uh, shout out what was to his him. name. I just saw it when I looked for this. Luke Logan Tanner. Shout, shout out Logan Tanner. Oh, Logan Tanner. Massive if, NC if we State fan. Share this. I'm down. And then it's not. Then it's not a Mickey Mouse ring if we share it. <laughs> yeah. But if we don't, I mean. Speaking of the national championship, what are your guys' thoughts on Elliot Avent's final part of his speech when he was greeting the fans, the Doke? We'll talk more about that whole thing by itself. But him saying, you know, this NC State team will be remembered as the team that won the national championship that was never played. What are y'all's thoughts on that? That's right. Yeah. yeah. Ryan? Thoughts? I think he is pretty spot on there. Um, I'm not 100% sure we would have been beaten Mississippi State. They were a very hot team, having beaten Texas and uh, uh will bendar in particular was having a fantastic postseason but um it was entire it was with well within the realm of possibility and i think uh it was it was a pretty accurate statement i think the thing about elliot's statement is if he would have cut it off after if he would have just said the team that won the national championship i would have had issue with the statement but the way he worded it with the that was never played i think that that's a really good way to do it i think elliot was really smart in wording it the way he did that and making it less controversial of a statement. Yeah. You know? yeah, I think he put thought into that, yeah. Also, I wouldn't have hated it. If you just claim it, UCF this thing, man. Yep. Like, UCF vibes. Yeah, it's you're in possible. Of a packed doke uh, 
crowd. And don't get us wrong. If you weren't there, I mean, I wasn't there either, but one of our guys was there and he told me. Packed. Like, it was insane. But if you're in front of that many people, they're hyping you up. You can let that slip. That's fair. We can let that slide. Emotions running high. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely, yeah. And you would have won it. Probably. You would have won it. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say it would have been a really good three-game series. Absolutely, would have. If Vandy yep. can take one game off of them, say could have taken two. I mean, fair. All right, so I guess now that we've talked about the ending of Omaha, let's go to the beginning. Let's talk about that Stanford game. What a way to start the tournament. I mean, what was, this, what was the final score again? I'm going to pull up the box score real quick. 10-4. to 10-4. to four. In the same way, Brian, your perspective from the press box and talking to the team after the game. What were kind of the vibes you got from Elliot and the players, and what was just kind of the feeling after that first game? Uh, I felt like they were still riding that that streak got, that got started winning in ACC play and then started getting hot in the middle of the season. They were still going. I personally thought they might then uh, later in the season. I thought they might be peaking too early. But they were still riding that those hot bats, those that pitching stepping up, and uh, the vibe was they're they're in it to win it. You know. I mean, just looking at the stats here, I think obviously MVP of that game, Johnny Butler, three for four with five RBIs Johnny and a Barrels. walk. Also, throwback to the Super Regional, the guy who had the Johnny Butler sucks shirt. <laughs> for no reason either. I know. For My no favorite reason. was Johnny Butler's mom went and got a picture with him. And the <laughs> picture funny. of the two of them together is absolutely hilarious. If you can find that on Twitter and put it up in the... On the screen in this, I'll try and find it for whoever's editing this. That would be awesome because it's a hilarious. No, yeah, speaking also, of that, we're debuting videoing our podcast. So let us know how that turns out. Let us know if you like that. If you don't like it, don't tell us though. Only yeah, we, we really, you know, it's, it's been a hard year. You know, we don't want to be emotionally shattered. That's fair. Gas us up. But yeah. no, it was, it was crazy. <laughs> speaking of that, um, there was a dude at the tailgate that was wearing a Johnny Butler doesn't suck shirt. We absolutely awesome. love that. Yeah. It was you know, I want to ask you about that, the tailgating and everything else in terms of how well state traveled. Obviously, like you can see it on TV, you can see it on social media, but being right in the thick of it, how did it feel like a home game for state? Oh, for sure. For sure. It, 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 it was awesome. You know, you're meeting players' parents and, and aunts and uncles at tailgates. I, th- I think you, with yeah, you. I was gonna say you're over 21. You can yeah, tell that story. Doing shots. I mean, I don't want to. I don't want to put a player's family out there, but <laughs> you're doing shots with them there. It's a it's a fun atmosphere, man. What do you guys take shots of? Pink Whitney. That's that's what the uh, the players' parents do at, uh, before every single game. Hey, uh, listen, a, uh, a tradition is a tradition. It's also go. it's not a shot either. It's an airplane bottle. Oh, okay. And you have to chug the. The, the whole thing at once. That must have been hard for you. Well, yeah, it was. It was. And I was doing that on top of drinking Old Tuffy. So it's Yeah, very, but you actually like Old Tuffy. I, I I can drink it. I can drink it when it's cold. The other thing... For, for, for context, y'all, Jalen really does not like beer at all. You're and terrible. I'm not a personal fan of Old Tuffy. And I actually like beer, so... Yeah, no, but you have to consider, it's 95 degrees, so it's very hot. And you were wearing a hoodie. Wearing a... Because I always... I want, I want you to talk more about the hoodie hoodie comments at some yeah, point. Yeah, yeah, I, I will. Um, but it's 95 degrees. You're drinking beer that halfway through it's getting extremely warm. And then you're trying to chug Pink Whitney airplane bottles. I was, and I had no water at that point. I was stumbling <laughs> a little bit going into the stadium, but we, we recovered. There you go. All right, so... You want to tell the hoodie stories before before we get on to the first Vandy game? Yeah, for sure, and I'll and I'll hit Stanford a little bit as well. Um, yeah. Early in the game, I was going to the bathroom, 
because um, I put on sunscreen for like the first time uh, and some got in my eye and then I was trying to wipe it out of my eye with my hand that had sunscreen all over mm. it. So You're not ideal. I was literally, if you saw me, you would have thought I was just crying out of one eye because my eye was watering. So I'm stumbling towards like the bathroom. I was watering versus crying debate. I mean, (laughs) (laughs) you almost had to bleed something else. Um, (laughs) As I'm stumbling towards the bathroom, (laughs) some dude sees me and he just goes, why the fuck is that dude wearing a hoodie? Sorry, you have to beat that. I apologize. (laughs) That was his quote. Or you can just make the rule that our podcasts are explicit now. Uh, (laughs) Maybe. Uh, look, I was quoting him for historical hey, we'll, accuracy. There you go. We'll, we'll look into it. Yeah. Um, and I just chuckled to myself and kept moving. But no, uh, the funny thing for me being a non-baseball fan is everyone kept going, this pitcher is so good, and then, it's, and then State beats them. So people are like, Beck is so good, and then State makes Stanford look like they're a JV team. Like It was clear watching the game, even as a non-baseball guy, that Stanford was rattled from probably past the very first inning. The second onwards... Absolutely. They I mean, in fairness, Johnny Butler did homer, get a two-run homer in the first yeah. inning. and so. after that, it was all downhill. I mean, I don't know how many errors Stanford, uh, Stanford ended with. I can check real quick. I've got it pulled up. I mean, there were a lot of mental errors that were happening that were clear to even me. Uh, they committed me. three. State, keep in mind, State had two in that game as well. It felt yeah. like more. Really? It felt like more. So, so there, there were maybe, maybe some of those kind of, mental, maybe yeah. you can buy this up, some of those kind of bobbled balls that don't get ruled in error, but I think maybe there were could have been. I think there were a couple of those, if memory serves. Uh, another thing I wanted to say about the Stanford game, Um, yeah, there was a lot of talk about Brendan Beck, the Stanford starting pitcher, how, don't get me wrong, great pitcher overall. The state jumped on him early and able to rattle him up. He did not, he was not able to recover. I mean, um, I mean I'm looking at the box score fantastic. and stuff, and I guess, yeah, first inning, homer, Put up a couple more runs in the second inning, fourth inning. Yep. I mean, yeah, two homers in the first four innings. Not not ideal. There was a yeah. stat for balls thrown into the dirt. I think that would be very telling. He made I'm, his I'm, for work. I mean, listen, I'm sure there probably is. I don't know what it is. Baseball stats are not my forte. I think into the dirt. It, would, it would be in the in the play-by-play. You'd have to look at I'm not pitch digging, by pitch. I'm not digging through the play-by-play. Uh, if, yeah. if, we were more, if we were more prepared for this podcast, I would. That's what that is. So... And now moving on, let's talk about that first Vandy game. The 1-0, and I've dubbed that, I'm dubbing that game, I'm sure other people have too. Uh, chapter 1 of The Legend of Sam Highfill. I'm going to shamelessly plug my own article there talking about him. But what a performance against him. And I know NC State fans on social media were quite rattled by how much of the broadcast was showing Al Leiter, Jack Leiter's father. But uh, what were your guys' thoughts on that game, being at that game? Well, uh, truth be told, I was as as a NC State fan. First of all, I was scared of Jack Leiter. I, I did not think we were gonna win that game personally. Um, but Sam Heifel, much to his credit, went toe to toe, pitch for pitch, with one of the best pitchers in the country. Just absolutely incredible performance by him. Um, and keep in mind, before Tatum hit that homer to get to stay the one nothing lead, Zach Leiter had a perfect game. He he was not he was not he was he was up to his usual Jack Leiter stuff. And then Tatum went all in on the fastball and it worked out well for him. For anyone that needs a reminder of just how good Jack Leiter was in that game. And NC state fans can be mad about, you know, the broadcast going on and on about him. He was incredible. Like there's no two ways, but he pitched a complete game, eight innings. Cause obviously state didn't have to hit in the bottom of the ninth, 15 strikeouts. And he gave up just four hits. 
and he walked a single batter with 15 strikeouts. Like, that's an incredible game. Sam Heifel, to his credit, 7.1 innings, two hits, no earned runs, two walks, seven strikeouts. So, like, both of the pitchers, incredible, incredible. I mean, it was really a pitcher's duel. Classic pitcher's duel. If you like good pitching, that game was incredible. And you talk more about that, Tatum. I know he talked about it after the game and the press conference and stuff. What was his mindset with that home run and stuff based on what you saw from him after the game? Yeah, he said this in post game. Basically, I mean, the first at bat, he didn't see a single a single fastball. Um, a lot of off speed, a lot of uh, change up sliders, et cetera, breaking pitches. Um, and then it was a, I think it was a slider on the first on the first pitch to Tatum. And then he, he Tatum said to himself, "I hasn't thrown me a fastball yet. I don't care where it is. I'm going to swing." He said he went on the fastball and it worked out well for him. And apparently, um, if you I think I've someone to check me on this, but uh, I think. Jack Leiter, Jack Leiter makes this missed the spot actually. That fastball was supposed to be outside, and then it, he missed the spot. It was fastball in? Tatum turned on it and about sent it into orbit. <laughs> I mean, yeah, that ball was crushed. It was, it was about uh, ten feet away from me is where it landed, and I was in the back. Why did you not dive for the ball and try and get it? it I'm was, disappointed. It was in, in you. a different section, so it would have taken a lot of movement to get over there. But um, listen, you were wearing long sleeves. You had the pr- the protection. You could have done. That's true. I just do not want to give up my body like that i don't it was fine watching it and i enjoyed watching it no it was um i enjoyed watching the game first of all because good pitching means the game goes by fast and that was a a very quick quick game man which i really enjoyed it was funny camden actually he called it beforehand he he did he had told alec the day before that he thought um that you know tatum was gonna have a home run and he went to the bathroom (laughs) Or of not, course no, no. he did. He was he was filling up his water bottle, I think. But he of was course. he was just on the concourse instead of in his seat, so he missed it. And I just had to text him like, "Yo, you missed the home run. <laughs> you missed it." And this yeah. was this was one of those games where one state scored that one. It was like, okay, state's gonna win. You yeah. knew that that one score was all it was gonna need. Absolutely. For a couple of things on that, I also told Alec and the first when the press box first was bad. I said. I think Tatum's going to do something. In the first at-bat, I, I, I sort of got that feeling. It was Someone was brewing with Tatum. He was about to do something. And so that didn't happen until the next at-bat. Uh, Tatum ended up striking out the first bat, uh, at bat I believe. But um, another thing, this I don't think we've talked enough about, uh, enough about how Sam Heifel did in that game to this point. Just what He is a freshman, and he just went toe-to-toe with I'm, I'm, arguably I'm put, the best pitcher in the country. asterisk next to freshman because he did pitch pretty well in the shortened COVID season. Yeah, but – so like, I'm gonna give it. He's, on his he's roster, been in it says the program. Yeah. It, it does, but yeah. he's been in the program for a while. Yeah, this, and I this will is, say that uh, definitely that is, helped. That is him a caveat, but but still, young player against arguably the best pitcher in the country, just absolutely astounding performance to to have done that and to maintain that after that 1-0 lead. He he didn't let off the gas yeah. until it gave out on him. So and then Jesus came in to close, and it was, but he he didn't go the whole game is what I'm saying. And Justice came in and. Uh, Justice, Justice is one, so good. 1.2 innings, yes. one walk, two strikeouts, no hits. Yeah. He faced five batters and only threw 28 pitches. Justice is good at stressing you out, man. Like, he'll come in. I, I think that walk was, like, uh, his first at batter, basically. Uh, I can I can check that real quick you if you want to keep check talking. Check out, yeah. He came in, and it was looking a little dicey at first, but then he clamped down and was like, okay. Uh, No. So he got Gonzalez to ground out on his first and the first guy, then he struck out Bradfield Jr., who that dude was just ridiculously fast. That's the one that's Crazy ridiculously fast, fast right? Yeah. yeah, okay. Like he has so many stolen. Uh, he walked the leadoff batter at the top of the ninth. Yeah, but 
I feel, I remember having the feeling of yes, Snake's there a was there was here. there yeah. was somebody on second when Justice came in. Yeah, like I said, Highfield sort of tapered off the end. I think he just reached his limit in terms of stamina. This great yeah, game by he, Highfield overall. He walked somebody. He walked Rodriguez to lead off the eighth, and then there was a ground out to the pitcher. It was a sack bunt, and Rodriguez got in second. Pinch runner came in, then Justice came in. So let's talk about now. Now things get weird. We already kind of mentioned it, the Pac-13 game. First of all, I just want to start out by saying that was insane. Like, for those guys, those 13 guys, like Austin Murr was playing left field, Butler was in center field. Like, some of those guys hadn't played those positions all year. To do what they did, incredible. But I remember I was sitting with Andrew, my older brother, you know, former longtime listeners will remember when he was on this podcast, you know, former technician sports editor. We're down at the beach, and I'm sitting there setting up to cover some soccer later that night. And he just kind of looks over at me and goes, oh, this might not be good. And apparently he'd gotten a text from somebody like, hey, there might be something coming up. Yeah. And things were getting closer and closer to first pitch. And Vanderbilt had their lineup out. State's Twitter was silent. It was like 10 minutes away from the first pitch. And Alec tweets out or texts us, Kumar Rocker's going uh, – Back to the dugout after, you know, warming up. Just walk us through both Jalen, your perspective, and Brian, yours as well. Because I helped write and, like, do our staff reports on that, but I was very much not as involved as y'all were. Yeah, so it for me it started that morning. So I woke up, and our Airbnb that I mentioned, it was so small uh, and so not awesome that, like, I could we could hear and have conversations while one of us was in the bathroom. So... I was in the bathroom showering and getting out, and as I was like brushing my teeth, I'm hearing Camden and uh, Alec talk about three names that supposedly had COVID, two of which were very important pieces on the team. Yes. Um, and in two important pieces, uh, pieces in the pitching staff. So, right then, you're like, okay, that's not great. Then, but at that point, it was just rumors. Like, it, was, rumors. it was just like, hey, this might be a thing, but you know, those are the kinds of things where you're like somebody's getting angsty and you know right just rumors and the people that were stoking those flames uh at that point in time were not credible at all yeah it, it wasn't exactly like you know real journalists were saying something's happening it was it was it was, it was a lot of fans that i saw on twitter that fans. like people were tweeting out like man where's the nc state lineup people were replying to them like so and so has covid and yada yada and i was remembering seeing all those tweets and i was like listen i know something's up I'm not trusting that one. There, there was nothing solid yet. So we get to 11, 12, things start becoming more solid. Uh, Alex tweeting about who all is warming up, who's not there. Then we have... Also, shout out to Alec and his tweets during that. Like, Alec did a bang-up job. Follow Alec, absolutely that. solid coverage. Follow Alex Sawyer with the Sawyer and Simpson podcast. It's very, very... They actually just put out their last episode today. Yeah. So listen. shout out them. Yeah, we listen. love Alec. Um... But no, uh, yeah, we came in, me and Camden, we were watching Vanderbilt do infield. Or, um, they were, or they were at least working out in the infield. Yeah. Oh, not in the infield. Is that the infield? In the diamond? They were batting, okay? Uh, Jalen just really showed yeah. his if, lack if you of were, baseball. If it wasn't obvious enough already, yeah. not a baseball Jaylen guy. Look, man. Baseball. Listen, Jalen is our football and wrestling beat writer, and he does a fantastic job on those. Baseball is just not as... Dude, all right, Vanderbilt was batting, all right, and there were people so on, like, first and second. Yeah, yeah. So they finish that, they go in. 
and someone texted i i think it was jake and he was well, like yeah, it was jake. he jake, was jake was getting the same stuff from andrew yeah he, he just texted. He was like, things don't look good. And I immediately texted back. I was like, yeah, it's kind of fine. They're warming up. Now we're waiting for NC State to do whatever they're going to do. I texted back like, I don't think it's anything. People are just freaking out. But then I turned to Camden, who knows baseball, <laughs> who's played baseball before. And he said very astutely, there are no lines on the field. <laughs> they haven't drawn the lines. They're and not I looked the up, and I was like, you're right. That's an astute observation. <laughs> there are no <laughs> lines. Yep. That's not good. And then you see certain people leaving the dugout. Kumar Rocker starts signing autographs as he leaves the bullpen. And you're like, okay, maybe they're not going to play. But then, even if I don't know baseball, there are certain things I do know in this world. And I turn to Camden. Where is this going? I turn to Camden, and I said, they... Just let 20,000 people in the stadium, or however many people the stadium sits, they are not going to not play this game. You know the NCAA loves money. And then they came (laughs) back and said, there's a delay. But I was like, yeah, there's no way they let all of us into this stadium, and they're not going to have them play again. Yeah, first of all, uh, I was... Uh, I was able to hear from Jalen in the morning. I actually carpooled with uh, our our friend Alex Sawyer to the stadium. Very nice of him to give me a ride there. Um, uh, so I had heard the rumblings from uh, Twitter and all that in the morning from them. Um, and then if we get the press box and the rumblings are static. So we're there. I guess a lot of people heard the same thing. Uh, we noticed there are some players that aren't on the field. I think it was uh, Jarrett and Justice, namely, uh, that we noticed. Um, and so as as uh, first pitch starts to approach and we still don't have that NC State lineup, Vandy's got their lineup out, we, we know something's up. I mean... Uh, so it's a matter of time before we, we hear the the details. And once, uh, yeah, and an, actually, correction on uh, we I was talking to Alec in the press box. We think that was Bradfield Jr. Enrique Bradfield Jr. sending autographs actually. Um, but um, that's I remember, not I remember Alec tweeted it was Rocker, I think. But he yeah, did tweet it, and wrong. then he went. I think went back and corrected it. Uh, but, yeah. Okay. Um, uh, we discussed that afterward, but that's neither here nor there. Um, yeah, it was just a sort of like a we're waiting for the for the the news for the news break. break. That's right. Yeah. You know, that was, it was such a weird day because it was just like, you knew something was coming and you really didn't expect what was coming to be as bad as it was. Like 13 guys. And I remember trying to write the staff where I was like, here's who's actually available. I was looking at the list and I'm like, half these dudes who either haven't thrown a pitch or haven't hit a ball this year. Yeah, I believe it was, um, uh, uh, I think it was something like 25 at bats between six through nine in the lineup. Yeah. All season, and that's just wild. It was insane, and 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 it was even crazier learning post game how late NC State found out. It, yeah. El- Elliot even said that Garrett Payne found out at one o'clock that he was gonna have to start. I'm pulling up the box score again because I gotta shout out Garrett Payne's start because that was just also Dalton do do pitch his heart out. No, Dalton Feeney as well. Yeah, Dalton was there too. Garrett Payne, I remembered there was one game. I think it was the UNC one of the UNC games. Maybe either the one state absolutely dominated during the regular season, or the one in the ACC championship where state was getting blown out, but the game didn't matter. Where Garrett Payne came in and threw some decent pitches, and I remember thinking, oh, he's not bad. And then you know it's like he's starting, and you're like. That's not ideal, but let's see how it goes. Pain versus Rocker, and he held up. Yep. Hey, listen. Five innings, two hits, three runs. Only one of those was earned. Three walks, three strikeouts. Who gave up more hits, Pain or Rocker? Rocker did. Uh-huh. Yep. Rocker gave up five. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, 
after the yeah. money. And after two the, of those were to a pitcher. Three. Yep. No, no, no. Uh, the third hit was off a uh, McElvian. McLevan. McLevan. That's how you pronounce names. Yeah. That's how it's said. Yes. I mean, yeah, no. His his last two at bats were against different people than Rocker, but he went two for two against Rocker. So yeah. like. Shout out Sam Highfield. Sam Highfield. Very, very good game. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. Uh, the I went after the first Vandy Randall game. I thought to myself, that's going to be the best game of the series. I was sorely mistaken. That Pac-13 game, given the situation and how well the the, the remaining Wolfpack players players played, best game of the series. Yeah. I mean, sure. Like there were errors and there were mistakes that happened. And there was bad things. Like Manchik made a couple of errors as, as uh, playing shortstop. I think he was. He was a shortstop. I suppose well, it's like, typical third base. Yes. What can what can you do? I mean, it's it is what it is, and those guys put everything out there. Look, yeah. and they almost won. I'm, I'm like, three to one game. I, yeah, I, I twelve love, runners left on base, and we're one swing away from from being Ben for a second time. I absolutely love to think like how, what would have happened had State won that game, advanced. Would they have put Vandy through? No, it's. I think that they that last game in bracket two just would have been the championship. I think that's what would happen, yes. Here's my thoughts on that, though. You talked about it earlier. The NCAA just loves their money. Would they have canceled three College World Series games? I think at that point in time, you think long and hard about pushing those three days back. Because, again, respectfully, love Omaha. It's Omaha. What do they have going on next week that they can't just push back those three games? Okay. I think you think I, about it then. I will say, uh, my family is from the Midwest, so... My grandma lives in northern Missouri, so You're Omaha's not too far away. Like a rodeo or something. No, I just know because we kept mentioning Omaha, and she didn't really know what we were talking about with the College World Series. But anytime we mentioned Omaha, she always said, "I think there's like a zoo or something there, maybe." I don't know. There's a, a Omaha Zoo. I'm told is one of the best zoos in the world. We didn't. Yeah, we were that, not able to visit. Not, but we did not visit that the, zoo. Why did you not go to the zoo? Every it, look, man. If you're going to Speaking a city, of zoos, shout out to the Ashboro Zoo. We went last week. It was very nice. Here, man. <laughs> if I'm going to a city and I say, "What should I do here?" and you say, "We have a zoo," I'm leaving that city. Do you not like animals? I don't like zoos. No, I'm not a zoo guy. First of all, second of all, zoos are cool if they're like number five on the list. You gotta give me four other things and then a zoo, and then I'm like, "All right, this city might be cool." What if there's a casino in the zoo? Why would there be a casino in the zoo? <laughs> And still, it's the casino. The zoo is just there. It happens to be around. Speaking of how to be around a zoo, and a little side here, we were able to visit. There's a little exhibit to the old Rosenblatt Stadium in the zoo parking lot. That was yeah. pretty cool to see. And so, that, yeah. and so that, I prefer lot. over the zoo. So you Correct. Went to the zoo yes, we did. Okay, that's good enough. I prefer the zoo parking lot to the <laughs> zoo. Absolutely. That, that is a. I feel like that's a hot take, dude. Zoos it are is not a, cool, man. Piping hot take. Zoos are not cool. And we can discuss this as a, at a later date, I guess. We'll put a, a pen. Zoo, yeah, what is cool about a zoo? Animals. Animals? animals are, you see animals all the time. I leave here, I'll okay. see a squirrel. Yeah, yeah. I see. A, can I see a polar bear walking around campus, Jalen? Why should Omaha have a polar bear? I don't know. It's 95 degrees. Why should, Ashford does. Yep. why should Ashford have a polar bear? They do. But why should they? I don't know. It's, it's cool. cool. So you just it's like cool. animal cruelty. I'm going to get peed on you. <laughs> Should animals be in enclosures? Listen, you want conservation. You want to be stuck in a box with glass where people want to reminder, this you? is a baseball episode. That's just true. as a reminder. <laughs> also, shout out to the dude that had that uh, collectible shop right there. Oh, next absolutely. To Th there's this <laughs> I really thought you were about to say shout out to the Raleigh Zebra Cobra. It's <laughs> 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 a whole other thing, man. Shout out to the Cobra. The opposite of a shout out because I, I can't say the F word. Um, to the person who owns that cobra. Why do you own a cobra, weirdo? All right, and just to get us back on track a little bit, the collectible place. 
really, really what nice. What was cool about it? Do you remember what it was called, Brian? Uh, it, the name is escaping me, but I, I've almost had a conniption heading in there. <laughs> so many cards, posters, magazines. Absolutely insane. The the sheer volume of memorabilia that was there. It was wonderful place. Was it was it Joe's collectibles? It was not. Was it Ashley's I, collectibles? I googled uh Find Rosenblatt Stadium. Yeah, find Rosenblatt Rose. and it's like across it's literally across the way. Yeah. I, I, I also Googled trying to find the name uh, after we left and I couldn't find it just by Googling it. So you could pull up a map or something. Y'all keep talking about the shop and I'll try yeah. to find it. I mean absolutely it. yeah. Good. Uh, you know, we we walk into this place and it's really, really small place, really homely place. Stadium view sports cards? Correct. That's the place. Yep. Uh, we walk in and this, you know, older kind of guy this goes. It's not temporarily closed. It's it's way. open. It's open. Google Maps is wrong. Got it. Yep. Um, I just to put that out. The guy also just puts his phone number on the door, so if it's closed and you want him to open it up, he'll open it. Up. Okay. Now you've just you've just told me everything I need to know about Omaha because that's the biggest small town vibes I've ever like heard of. Yep. My grandma lives in a small town in Missouri. Like I said, whenever we go out there, like that's the type of town it is. So okay, I know what Omaha's like now. No, we go in and he goes, "You want a beer?" <laughs> and I'm that's like, what he said. Look, I don't like beer, but I'm going to take a beer if you're offering me a beer. You get offered a free beer by a dude in a collectible shop, you have to take it. Was it good? It, it was a Michelob Ultra. I could drink it. I mean, it. that's not a bad beer. Like, yeah, it's not it a great beer, but it's not bad. It wasn't bad. No. Well, well, then again, there is no there is no such thing as a great beer to you, Jalen. That's so. also very true. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, I'll also say a few more words about the memorabilia shop. Awesome place. Uh, awesome place, yes. I was able to get probably the, I think, the best $45 ever sent. I got a signed Jim Abbott baseball. I was very happy with it. Also, can I show the card? I have it in my bag. Is that allowed? Yeah. yeah. All right. I also, it's, I think this is from 65. Yes, this is, from, this is a 65 card, but this is your 1960 National League MVP playing for the Cardinals at the time. At this point, it's 1965 playing for the, okay, uh, playing for the Pirates at 1960. Show it next to your 1965 face, playing buddy. for the Cardinals. Just put it, yeah. Dick Grove. Had to get it. Put it next to your eyes because that's where the focus Okay. Like, listen, you can tell I don't know what cameras are. Jalen obviously has a video and photo background. Correct. Clearly. Jalen is, as an EIC goes, the the GOAT because he's got a little bit of everything, and we absolutely love that. Absolutely. Yeah. $6. He has written for every section as well. Uh, well worth it. I mean, honestly, fantastic baseball card. I guess we're calling this the Tales from Omaha. Do y'all have any more Tales, tales from Omaha that you want to share? Oh, I got to air out. Okay, uh, I'm going to oh, curse oh, some God. more. I have to Go air out it. the Ameristar Sportsbook. Not the casino. The casino is fine. The Sportsbook and, and, and specifically the waitresses. <laughs> where is – listen, I've got no clue where this is going. Respectfully, there's no sexism here. The sexism is in their hiring practices because there is not a man waiter there. But I guess they know their audience. Anyways – the people at the counter, when you win a bet and you need to cash in, they're fine. Great people. Very nice love people. Them. The people that check your ID, men and women, great people, fine, love them. The waitresses, why do you not serve black people? Let's talk about it. Let's start a dialogue. I'm alleging racism, even though one of them was black. I'm. You need to go into more detail. It's it. This is almost as. Wait, do you remember the last time you made a rant like this? It was the quarterback thing, or he used. He's, he's not he's, dual threat. Yeah, don't get me off track. <laughs> we go to Ameristar six times, I believe, six times in total. Two of the times, the same woman served us. She served us, served us the entire time. We tipped well. We all tipped. We had a great time. One other time, another woman served us. We, I don't, I don't think Brian was there. 
We didn't get that much. Alec had just a soda. He still tipped afterwards. The other three times we went, nothing. We sat there at a table because it was seat yourself, and no one served us the entire time. We got bullied Waiters by walked, waitresses. Waitresses walked by our, directly by our table several times and just did not address us. The last was, time, the last time we're sitting there and we're just making jokes in front of yeah. every. We're like, yo, uh, apparently they just do not like us. I don't know what we did. We're winning too much money here. I'm not sure. Alec tried to get the attention of a waitress that was walking by. She just ignored him. Cold shoulder. Completely. We got stoned out. Like, I don't understand what we did. Was it because we're young and awesome? I don't know. Is it because be. of anti-NC State bias? I don't know. Again, could have been... I thought, I thought NC State won the love of the locals. Apparently not. Not those locals. They were just... To be fair, this was not... The sports book was in Council Bluffs, Iowa, not That's Omaha. That's a great point, so. yeah. Yeah, Iowa's a completely different place. But no, I, I've never... Never been to Iowa. Yeah, I, I've never wanted to give someone money before and they refused to take it. So I didn't know how to react. You can give me the money if you want to. Absolutely not. <laughs> I gave it to the next place that we went to, that waitress, because she served us. That's good. Yeah. Shout out to, what was it called? DJ's Dugout? DJ, DJ's Dugout, yep. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if I'm going to agree with all of your claims there, but all right. This is a bit of a rant. Do you have any other tales from Omaha? <laughs> any other tales from Omaha? To, to, to not end Oh, that. the Blatt. Love the Blatt. Okay, so there was a place... Yeah, the Blatt is uh, it's a bar across the street from TD Ameritrade. So, after NC State beat Vanderbilt, um, it was a night game. So, me and Camden head over there while Alec and Brian finish their stories. Yeah, yeah. Best bar experience ever. I forgot to bring the thing, but they sell this amazing bucket. It's just a bucket full of what they call Bacardi Boozy Juice. It's 32 ounces, only costs 10 bucks. Uh, you drink two of those, you are hammered and then they have a nice dance dance floor up top with the dj and strobing lights incredible experience wish we got to go there more but the blatt is a great establishment in omaha so if you're going to omaha two places to go the blatt um three the blatt the collectible shop and also dj's dugouts great oh, dj's dugouts was in iowa it, there are different omaha. locations there's like five of them i'm are, sure are one's sure? in omaha yeah Okay. You can look it up, fact check me right now. I'm not going to do that. That's what I thought. <laughs> All right. Well, I think that is. Brian, do you have any other tales? No, it sounds about right. I just, uh, not even a, a tale in particular, but just the locals, the general atmosphere, fantastic. Um, couldn't have had a better, more hospital environment. Great, great place. Love Omaha. Well, on that note, I think it's a great time to end it. So, this is your host, Nicholas Schnicker, signing off. Follow me on Twitter. Yeah, follow all three of us on Twitter. Jalen two underscores and a one. Nick underscore Schnitker. And if you can't spell that, that's okay. I can't either. Half I think the time. all three of us have hard to spell names. <laughs> I mean, honestly. it's Jaylen it's not bad. Jalen. There's a lot of variations on Jalen. That's true. I'll, I'll give you that one. Yeah. Death, taxes. When I go to a coffee shop, Brian with an I. <laughs> also, Pertle is yep. tough. It's Myrtle Beach with a P. It's not hard. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, follow me on Twitter also. Just at Brian Pertle. Two Ys. One 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 wine, Brian, one wine, Pearl. It's not hard. We'll put those up on the screen to make it easy if you're watching the video version. All right. Well, thank you, everyone, that listened through all of our tirades. And tune in. I'm not going to say next week because I have no clue what our next episode is going to be, but hopefully soon. Sometime Whenever that is, the end of tune the in. Year. Indeed. That's a great way to put it. All right. Thanks, everybody. Till next time.